husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. Hey guys, Hi. welcome to the podcast. Just changing things up. Sometimes it's good to change positions. That's true. Mm. Otherwise, you get stale. Mm. So, welcome to the podcast. Great show. Stale's how I like it. Consistent. Do you? <laughs> Consistently stale. <laughs> what are you doing? Changing? Changing? No, we don't change. Does that mean technically we only have three positions? Yep. Yeah. You start. I start. Or Maddie start. Or we could all start together. Well, let's try that. All right. Hey, guys, hey everybody, welcome, to, welcome the to the podcast. Let's not do that position again. Why? Everyone, everyone like can do it? a different rhythm. Okay. Mm. Mm. Uh, what was your favourite thing on today's show, Stab Davidson? The, the fighter pilot was, he was pretty, pretty cool. good. He was pretty cool. Nice like guy. Him. I also liked helping out the people of Brisbane with what to watch uh, over the weekend. Yes, you got a special set of skills. <laughs> I do have a certain set of skills. It's nice doing positive comments. I think we need to do that again. Do that more often? Yes, mm. yes. We, what, what do we want to do positive comments on next time? Mm. Uh, Ibis. Yeah, you could do that. Mm-hmm. I saw one flying actually yesterday. They look quite majestic in the yeah, air. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's freaky, their armpit colour. Yeah, this You're one like, well, didn't have that. pink under there. Yeah, it's like flesh. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because um, humans aren't as hairy on their shoulders but hairy under their arms, mm. where they're hairy on their shoulders but not under their arms. Oh, I've got one. Yeah. Go. I was just going to say, I'm, you know how I'm a chicken wing aficionado, do like a chicken wing. Last time, last two times I've got some chicken wings, I've had a feather in it. Oh, a bit extra mm. value. I figured fresh, yeah. Mm. But so. uh, cost of living has gone up. Mm. Positive comments only. Um, I have an excuse to not go out to dinners that I don't want to go to. Good one. I actually love two-minute noodles. <laughs> we could try that one on Monday. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm, that's good. The banks don't get enough money, so it's good to pay more interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's nice to... That, that, it's that, annoying. That, it's it's annoying. Like, oh. yeah. That was, yeah. a, remember the comedian, uh, Tom Green? Used to date uh, uh, Barry Drew Barry. Uh, that yep. was his technique. He would take things that were bad and he would flip it into a positive. That was his whole writing technique oh. for um, for his comedy stylings. And then he got um, testicular cancer, and he went, "Well, that's what I do, so I got to do it with that too." And he flipped it and made it all fun and games and stuff, yeah. and, and got through it that way. Well, so the positive to that is people are going to play with his balls all the time. Oh yes, it's true. And oh, unless he loses one, yeah. <laughs> Why are we such parents, Taylor? What? Hang on a second. This ta- about interest. <laughs> What's that? Who laughs about interest? About interest. Oh, people you just, who you understand wait. it. No, we were, talk- we were talking about cost of living, not interest. <laughs> That's what rate. I meant. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, oh, the banks get enough money. Oh. Oh. I looked at Ash and I was like, wow, parents, <laughs> parenting. <laughs> yeah, we're parents. Put some clothes on, for God's sake. <laughs> you are not leaving this radio station dressed Doesn't like that. Doesn't it bother you that the the food that you normally buy has gone up or the mascara that you normally have is more expensive now? No. Oh, I don't notice those things. My mum buys me that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a kid. I love it. Here's one. He's a positive. Yeah. Uh, then because the whole idea of the segment is take negative things and say positive stuff about it. Yeah. Because Taylor's joined in here. Mm. Mm. Um Cost of living's going up, which means us old people will own all the property. Um, and then because I know you guys, I can rent one of your properties <laughs> and ask for cheaper rent because we're mates. Hey, not bad. You, she's good at this game. She's, she's very, very, good. very good. Did you hear this one? So she's going down to um, house sit for her parents when they go away. She's Is charging she- them a grand. 
What? Taylor. They live in Sydney, so it's travel. So, right, let me stab. Oh, my God. Okay. So why would I pay for my own flights to go house-sit? And it's my – like, I'm house-sitting a dog, not a child. Mm. So why would I – and it's from Boxing Day to New Year's Eve. Oh, no, I'm with you. I'm with Taylor. Yeah. They're paying for flights. They're not paying her no, to house-sit. They're paying for flights. That's it. It's just job allowance, right? Oh, okay. So you're not – they're not paying for your – Flights to get there plus a thousand dollars. No, no, no. This is just a one-time fee. And plus, let me tell you this: they never have food in their fridge, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to use that money to go towards groceries that I can eat while I'm there. Can I say I can tell by the way that you're talking about this that you do know that it's wrong, but you're going to do it anyway? <laughs> He's got you. <ya. laughs> no, what do you mean? Yeah, okay, so hang on. If you're going there at Boxing Day. Are you already flying there to have Christmas with your family? Um, no, because, well, no, because they're in Whistler. They'll be in Canada, so no. So you, if it wasn't for this house-sitting expedition, you, wouldn't be flying you, would, Sydney. you would never go, you wouldn't have been in Sydney anyway. No, I would, but <laughs> I wouldn't be minding the dog. My mum and dad would. Don't worry about it, actually. With the phrase, uh, they're in Whistler, you should charge them two grand. F- <laughs> screw them. Yeah, and I forgot to take into account public holiday rates now that we're speaking <laughs> about point. it now. Good point. One last question. Are your parents giving you any money for your upcoming wedding? Um, yeah, but I'm their daughter and they're Italian, so technically in my culture they should be paying for the whole thing and they are not. <laughs> No, I'm with Taylor. My parents paid half and I would have expected them to pay half, yeah. I'm just, I'm and their only daughter. Yeah, no, and I would have expected flights to look after the house anyway. Because you're hanging out with them on Christmas anyway, really, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And is looking after their dog. Mm. It's not Taylor's dog. My father-in-law paid for the bar tab at our wedding. <laughs> Joke's on him, that's the most expensive thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I said that my family didn't have to get me any presents. I said all I wanted was for them to not fight for 24 hours. They had the biggest fight you could possibly imagine last night. So I almost didn't blow out any cake. I said I don't want any yesterday. presents. Did you yes. specify... 24 hours in a row. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. So that's my, my fault. It's your bad. Uh, but I said to the kids, you don't need to. And Finney said to me, he's 10 years of age, and he turned to me and he said, I said that to Dad, but Dad said, you know what, son, when she says that she doesn't want anything, we have to get something, or otherwise we'll be in trouble. And I said, great, that's lovely. So they did go shopping all together, yeah. all the boys did, while I was doing a wedding last weekend. I had to drive to the Sunshine Coast, so I was away for a while, and they went to Carindale, and I didn't realise. They completely spoilt me. Right. They Jagger just loves buying presents, so I got a lot of stuff from Lush. Mm-hmm. Oh, brilliant. And a lot of candles, which mm-hmm. I love. And uh, they were giving me presents that I really did enjoy. And then Scotty gave me a present, and Finlay said... He's on his own. I told him not to get you this. Oh, God. And I went, what? And he goes, you're not going to like it. Uh, and I went, Finny, don't say that. And Scotty goes, I think you will. And I was like, okay, this is a bit different. Yeah. Finn, you don't realise women have learned how to pretend to like gifts that men give them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. He did something mm. that he's never done before. And I was a little bit shocked. Deep. He bought me a dress. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's a risk. Have you ever bought a dress for your partner? I w- have yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. 
It did not go well by your sound of it. No, but it is risky. Because you normally buy a dress that she's already said that she likes, it, remember? Or, or I can go and she, she has two stores that they know her, so I so, go, you yeah. know my wife, what yeah. size and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which helps. And I was I was pretty impressed. I, I like, I like it. No, I do. No, I do. I do. I love You're it. Not I, like, I am it. so well. No, because he said he bought it for me to wear tonight because oh. we're going to a ball. Yeah. Um. And I, I kid you not, I really do like it. I want to like it even more. I just don't know where to put my breasts in it. That was his yeah. plan. And, and that's what he said. He said to the lady. The lady said it's quite busty, and I went, "Well, that's okay with me." Yeah. And I went, yeah. yeah. But I've got to put them in. Mm. So it's just a little bit. And I don't know if I could wear a little top underneath, but I really do like it. And I put it on, and Finny goes, "Oh no, I wouldn't." <laughs> well, you know what? What you've real, what I've realised hearing this, by the style of the dress, is he bought the dress for himself. <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> not for you. Yeah, it's not. It's it's all sequined, like it's all uh, emerald green, mm. and oh, it's lovely. long. It's got nice slit in it, um, and, but it's just it's got it's actually got. And I was like, oh, okay, do you reckon I can pull it off? It's got cutouts on the side. Uh-huh. Oh, showing oh. a bit of flesh. Showing like a little it. bit of flesh. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to take it back. No, and you obviously, are you wearing it tonight? Well, I, I, I don't know how to, I've got to find a bra to wear underneath it. Mm. So I just got to workshop it a little bit. And he goes, you know you can stitch them up, the little holes in them. I'm like, That's right. Oh. Get, get, get you something you can sew. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how much you like I to I was amazed. Them. It's a big step. Uh. How did he go with size? Because, I mean, buying a, a, a dress is, that's the easy part. Yeah. you pick something. Yeah. Mm. But the size Perfect. Oh, like it is my size. He bought it size ten. That's perfect. Right. Yeah, but it was just that he thought it was busty, and he thought that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, every time my wife gets dressed for like going out to a show or something, and yeah. she's like, I, that's, "I'm showing too much boob." I'm like, "No, you're not." Yeah. See, show if more. you got large, you feel uncomfortable because you feel like because get it, them out there. No, because it doesn't. <laughs> no. So yeah, Thanks. but I'm amazed by it. It's a big step. Mm. It's a big step. because will be underwear next. To, well, we've been together over 15 years, mm. 16 years, and he's never bought me clothes before. Wait till he starts matching with shoes and a clutch, <laughs> and you'll freak out. Then he leaves you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yesterday we were talking about controversial Brisbane opinions, mm. people saying, you know, that uh, South Bank is the best beach in Australia, the South Bank beach. The surf's great. Yeah, <laughs> it does annoy people. Uh, but we were talking about the M1, and we thought, why don't we do something different? Mm. And he's like, we were, you know, sitting around yesterday, and he said, can't anyone say anything positive about the M1? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was on the news again. There was the 15-car the pile-up, yeah. I think, was Wednesday. Then yesterday there was another accident, and it was all over the news. Mm. And I just thought, you never see the morning shows going... M1, the greatest highway, yeah. sweet run to work. And do you know what? It takes as much energy to be negative as it does to be positive. All right, so let's do this. Positive comments only. <laughs> All about the M1. 13, 10, 16. Maybe you're driving on it right now and you're like, oh, it's going to be hard, but you're going to do it. Positive comments only. I'll go first. Okay. Um, we have a little bit of a competition. Every time we're getting up to that Gold Coast sign, mm. and it's all yellow. We go, quick, who can read it? Because it costs a lot. Who can read it? <laughs> yeah. This is a weird one. Okay. But I don't know why I have an affinity for it. And you might remember when we did the blindfold test where I was driving back on the M1 and I was blindfolded in the car. Mm. That little bend as you go into South Bank, just where the tunnel is, I just love that slow bend coming back into town. I enjoy it every time I drive on it. It's like, ooh, here we go. You feel like you're on a racetrack or something? Yeah, I don't know. I think because you've been straight for so long. 
Oh, it's good to mix you know, it up. It's good to, good to change it. It's good to experiment. <laughs> I like how many people wave at each other when they're on the M1. Yeah. yeah. I love going past Top Golf and saying we should go there one time, knowing that you'll probably never, never will. actually go there. Never will. <laughs> fun to have that conversation. It is. I like trying to distract the kids when they go past all the uh, all the roller all the coasters. Mm. It is open, Mum. No, it's not. No. <laughs> no, they're just testing it. You know are what? we being actually positive or are we, we actually being sarcastic? All right, well, no, no, you can yeah. be sarcastic. Okay. <clears throat> 13, 10, 60, please get involved. We know it's hard, but mm. you can do this. M1, positive comments only. Um, when you get stuck in a traffic jam... Mm. It's just to see what new types of cars are out on the market, you yes. know, and the yeah. new colours that you could possibly purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I got one. I got oh, one. Okay. I got one. Okay. Okay. I love it when some silly person mm. speeds through in their hotted down car, mm. and then you all get to where the shops are on the M1, and you're all had to slow down, and he's right there <laughs> next to you, and you go, "Hey, how'd that go for you?" Or you see that same guy further up and the police motorbike pulled yeah, them over. That's even better. Okay. It's, this is actually a fun game to yeah, play. Positive <laughs> comments only. Taryn and Sandgate, positive vibes only about the M1. What do you got for us? Um, it's my mother who does this, but um, she works on her counting skills as she drives up the coast because it's a very long stretch of road. Mm. So she plays roadkill bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. animals on the way. Yeah. That keeps your mum entertained. There you go. How old is it your mum? She's 72. Mm. Yeah, right. right. Okay. Yeah. Is it roadkill or is it just easy, is it groceries for other animals? You know? Uh, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. It's, like, it's the Crow Highway. Yeah, the Crow Takeaway section. Yeah, exactly, Tara. <laughs> I never thought of And then by the end of it, she starts ranting about how the government should be doing more to protect the animals, animals. on the highway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she should go to the UK. There's hedgehogs everywhere. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, thousands. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, this man would know. He knows everything about the M1. <laughs> he loves the M1. Chopper Dave, positive comments only about the M1. What have you got? No, nothing but positive things to say about the M1. It keeps me busy. It keeps me in a job. <laughs> it keeps me excited with delays every single morning. It is the best road in Brizzy. That's Love a good it. point, Chopper Dave. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Putting his kids through college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the M1 positive comments only. Jess and Thornside, what do you got for us? Um, so, a bit of a different take on it, but having come from Melbourne, the M1 is amazing as opposed to the Westgate Freeway. Ah, yes, it is. There we go. It's mm-hmm. good to have by comparison. Mm-hmm. Nice mm-hmm. one, Jess. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. They don't really have a freeway like that in Sydney, do they? Do they have a big freeway? They don't really. Uh, yeah, yeah, but not with not with a big bridge attached to it. Mm-hmm. Except for you've got the Sydney Harbour Bridge, but it's like in a city mall. Do you remember when you had to pay for that? The Sydney Harbour, like it was a toll. You had to stop and pay. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was the same with the M1 to the Gold Coast. You used to have to Just stop, stop, and, and throw some peg coins, coins out? into the big big cone. Yes, that's it. I do not remember that. Really? No. Don't you? No. I remember, and same with um, the bridge here. Mm. Uh, why can't I think of the name of it? The gateway. gateway. I remember the gateway. I don't remember going. And then the once coast it's paid right. off, but yeah, um, yeah. Larissa in Banyo, positive comments only about the M1. Uh, hi guys, I love it when you're driving south uh, towards the Gold Coast and you're coming up to Movie World, and it's like the Joker's head on top of that Movie World yeah. at mm. night. Of course, it just comes out of nowhere and it just appears, and yeah. it's just like it's floating there in the middle of nowhere. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that is good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> You're like, oh, the edibles kicked in. 
<laughs> no, just a joker at Movie World. <laughs> All right, Demi, positive comments only about the M1. Uh, I'm travelling on it right now, and although it's slow, I'm loving watching the sun come up over the river and over all the buildings. You do actually say that too, Maddie. That is beautiful. You like the summer months and you come in on the M1 Mm -hmm. as as opposed to the centenary highway? Yeah, Yeah, with all the rain, it's been nice to see a bit of sun over everything. That's always a good positive thing about it. Thank you, Demi. Good on you. There we go. It is possible to be positive. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, Alpha Box. Monday, the 30th of May. Your answers are? Uh, three of the answers are Elon Musk, Emu, Espresso Martini. Oh, we're given five? Electrician and Anogra. Wow. Right, oh. Yeah, okay, cool. Elon Musk, Emu, Espresso Martini, Electrician and Anogra. I believe it's Emu. Sorry, Emu. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stav has seen uh, Top Gun Maverick and you said you've just been raving about it and I know the whole world is obsessed with it. Um, I haven't seen it, but I am obsessed that he did his own uh, stunts, Tom Cruise did in it, Mm -hmm. and actually flew a plane and I think that's impressive. Very impressive. All the cast did there. But I wanted to hear from a real-life fighter pilot Mm -hmm. to see what it's actually like when you've got, I don't know, (laughs) that much machinery that you're in charge for. Are we going to talk to Tom Cruise? Uh, yes, yes. Um, Boo, can you put on um, Tom Cruise voice for me? Uh, I'm a little bit taller than Tom Cruise. I can't quite, I can't quite pull that off. I think my voice, something over the stretch voice box or something. No, Christopher, you're also known as Boo. Uh, you've served in the Elite Royal Australian Air Force as a fighter pilot for, for over 10 years. Have you seen the movie yet? I have seen the movie twice, <laughs> in fact. So... Uh, yeah, I, I, I give it a big thumbs up. I think most fighter pilots are pretty happy with how Tom handled it. I think, and I think because he's a he's a pilot himself, yeah. and I think because he's a bit of a, a fanboy of the US Navy and has been connected with him for 30 years, it, it just, just nailed this movie. You guys have all seen it? I have. These yeah. guys haven't yet, but, yeah, it, it is astounding. It. And it is what I was – when I was watching it, Boo, you're sort of there going, oh, yeah, this is cool. But because you're used to seeing special effects and, you know, CGI, and then you have to sit back and go, oh, no, wait, he's actually in this plane actually flying this thing, you know? Yeah, I think there was a principle behind the movie, which is the minimum amount of CGI possible. Yeah. And, and some of those flying sequences uh, are, mind, are mind-blowing. And the average fighter pilot is a, is a fan of aviation. So to go there, to see that cinematography, the close-ups of the aircraft, and the commitment the actors show to pulling G, getting right into what fighter pilots really do. I thought that was a, a magnificent job. Uh- can I ask what it's like? Because one thing that I get blown away with with these fighter pilots is you, there's only one of you in the plane, so you have to go up for the very first time by yourself? Yeah, that's right. So so we have two fighter jets in Australia, F-35, based in Newcastle, and the Super Hornets, which are in the movie, are actually based up there in Brisbane, right. uh, out, out at Amberley, the, the, the two-seaters. But for me, I all these single-seat fighters, uh, it, it's kind of crazy to think that you, uh, you know, at 21 years of age, they let you go and fly one of those things all by yourself. Yeah. Uh, and it is an amazing experience the first time you, you fly these aircraft. And how it's depicted in the movie is spot on. You, yeah, right. Your jowls drop, you pull yeah. nine, uh, seven and a half G, it's really painful or uncomfortable. Uh, it's a lot of intensity in the cockpit of, an air, of a fighter jet for sure. Well, the reports were that every single member of the cast did vomit at some stage. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to happen. Yeah, we, we are the product of a, a training program that has around 400 missions in it, and every one of them you incrementally increase. So to go straight into 
flying at uh, 9G, which is what the, the actors did. That's a that's a big call and, and good on them. They're Does that impressed mean that they pulled it off. If you because you can handle all that G force, if you go to Movie World and jump on a roller coaster, <laughs> are they boring to you? Are you just like Whatever. yeah, the family the family's a little bit like oh, what can we do with dad? Like is he is there anything that he actually? Because uh, <laughs> you, you wouldn't feel anything on the Superman ride, would you? Oh look! You feel, it's it's still it's still a thrill. I mean, we're all human beings inside, and all of our our organs and semicircular canals and all the bits that make us feel <laughs> sensations. Doesn't matter what you're in, you'll still feel it. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's uh yeah. If you if you if a roller coaster was the same as a fighter jet, no one would ever get on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> How much training do you need to do on the day-to-day basis? Because I guess I don't know if you're deployed overseas and how many fighter jets might sign up and maybe would never go over to, to fight. How much training is involved? It, it, we are training all the time and we have a saying, we train the way we fight. So it doesn't really matter if it's training or the real world. In fact, we train to a much higher level than what we actually experience in combat. Mm. Uh, and that would be once or twice a day uh, we would fly. Uh, normally, you know, being a government organisation, you can knock off early on a Friday, so you might sneak one in in the morning. Love it. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, Fridays are normally, you know, ground school education, get, getting our head into, uh, into the books. So it's, it is a pretty intense program. I imagine also uh, you'd have to be 100% sober the entire time. Oh, look, when you're flying, 100%. But uh, certainly on the weekends, you know, it's we we live in a high-pressure high environment. Uh, you, you've got to let your hair down. There's a there's a work-hard, play-hard culture, but everyone behaves themselves. Everyone's a yeah, – it's a, it's, a, it's a magnificent culture, the Royal Australian Air Force. Everyone looks after each other. No one ever takes things too far. But, look, we're not – we're not boring, you know. We, we, we do enjoy having a having a good time and having a, a beer or two or a glass of wine on, on the weekend. Well, there you go. Uh, that, that explains yeah. the, you don't uh, do it when you're in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, that explains the bar scene in Top Gun. They'd be allowed to do that. I thought I was yeah, that, thinking that's that, an know. accurate representation. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, you got work tomorrow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the first time you did go up by yourself? Oh, absolutely. It leaves an imprint forever. You know, I, when I flew by myself, it was a it was a stormy day, and they actually shut the airfield down just after I took off. So I was the only yeah. only fighter pilot airborne in the country that day, flying amongst the storm clouds, and it just it's such a visceral experience. It's mm. it's just you. You're you you've got the afterburners on. You're pointing the nose straight up. You're you're climbing up to forty five thousand feet, which is you know very high mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, all the way back down to 200 feet over the over the ground and Oof. it's it's like man machine interface it's such a such a different experience it's it really does embody that you have to pinch yourself moment because it does feel like a bit like a dream have you well it is a dream come true that moment that is yeah. that is literally the thing you always wanted to be your entire life as a kid from the age of six and then you're doing it and you're like this one hour is my life dream come true yeah. And there's obviously guns on them. Have you had, have you had to shoot them before? Well, as part of training, yeah, we're always we're always practicing using the the weapons. And there's a there's an inordinate amount of different things that these uh, airplanes can can carry, as you as you saw in the movie. But uh, for me, I, I did not deploy uh, into combat. My I set up a business after I left the air force, which was in Afghanistan for for a number of years. Mm-hmm. But many of us, many of the Royal Australian Air Force pilots have. Uh, used the the weapons on the aircraft for for real. Wow! Wow! Mm. Do you miss it? Oh, look, you miss it absolutely. I'm you know getting to a point in life where uh, it's a it's it's a young young men and women's game. Mm. Uh, uh, so and, and I'm very lucky. I'm a, a, an owner of a company called Afterburner, a global network of fighter pilots that work in business with individuals on high performance training. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we get to hang out and and 
one of the big elements of being a fighter pilot is telling the stories, hanging out with in, and mm. keeping that culture alive. So mm. I'm super blessed to have that opportunity now, having left the Air Force, and I still get to fly my little aerobatic aeroplanes and take people up. So I get the best of both worlds now, I think. Must suck for you catching a domestic flight, but this thing is so... so <laughs> I could have been there yesterday. Guys. Oh, look, wow. it, you know, uh, unlike fighter jets where you can't drink in the, in the plane, at least in a commercial <laughs> airline. Yeah, there's pros, pros, and pros, and pros and cons, mate. <laughs> Pros and cons. Uh, well, true, Chris, uh, they, we know you as Boo, a former Australian um, fighter pilot. Thank you so much for coming on this morning. Um, I'm going to play you out with a song. Can you guess what that song's going to be? Oh, I couldn't in a million years. It was probably the 50th time I've heard Highway to the Danger Zone uh, <laughs> the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough. Good on you, buddy. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Thirteen ten six. We like to hear from nurses or even anyone that's just had an ailment. Uh, we want to hear your horrible nurse tales. What weird and disgusting things have you seen? Because at the moment, I have a pneumatic cyst on my side on my Ew. rib cage. Yeah, and it was it's just a big bowl of pus, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it's been there for a while. I've had it checked out by a few doctors. They said, "Look, it's nothing to worry about. You could get it removed if you want for aesthetics." And I was like, "Do you know what? It's fine." Uh, but then it got a bit angry and, and red. And I squeezed it, and um, stuff came out. A lot of stuff uh, all over the mirror. I did um, get a few DMs. I was like, please don't DM me. <laughs> Contacts have. But they were saying, please tell him he needs to get the sack removed, otherwise it's just going to keep coming back. I have to get my sack removed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Of the past. <laughs> right. Uh, so, but last night, I tell you what, foof, foof. So I've been draining it every night. To... Oh, the word draining as well. I know. Well. I'm so sorry if anyone's July. eating right now. Yeah, so I've been draining it. <laughs> and then you've got to be very careful with infection, right? So and, Have you um, been washing your hands, putting disinfectant on All that after? stuff, because I know that the actual stuff that comes out is very infectious If you rubbed your eye with it or whatever or something like that, you would get you, it would spread. Because so, remember they would say with pimples, if you squeeze them, two more would pop up. Yeah. Was that, that was that an urban myth or yeah. was that? Mm, yeah. I think it was to stop you squeezing it. But I do know that, like, dirty hands will also have bacteria on them when you get in the skin and you're squeezing it when it's open is not okay. good. But and I'm, we know that I think is, it's infected now. No, it's actually getting better. But um, there's a fascination there. Like, pimple popper is a huge internet sensation. And so every night I'm, I'm draining it, Rory likes to come and watch, right? Yeah. And she was there with me yesterday. And I, ha- I have a um, bottle of hand sanitizer next to me. So I do it all and then I grab some toilet paper and hand sanitizer and I put it on, right? Ouch. Ouch, Maddie. Ouch. Okay, but yesterday, do you know what happened? I grabbed something that wasn't the hand sanitizer, and I used that. <laughs> now, I want you to guess what I used instead of hand sanitizer. I know what you used. Do you? I don't know if you do. What did you grab? What, what do you think I grabbed? It was in my, in my wife's bathroom, so it had all her accoutrements there. Um, no? Was it? No. No, oh. he didn't. No. Um, hair, oh. hair gel? No. No. Worse. It had to look had yeah. to look like hand sanitizer. Nail varnish uh, remover. <gasps> That's in a pump? No, so I've got a uh, hand sanitizer that's a turning uh. bottle. It was. Oh man. <laughs> you know what it feels like when you put like alcohol on a wound? It was oh. three thousand times the noises oh. I made. You know when Goofy hurts himself in the Disney cartoons, he goes, that was me last night. It was insane. Good disinfectant? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> the swelling went down. There you go. Yeah. yeah, but no, I'm walking around and you do, you feel manky. You know, you've got a big thing on you that's full of pus. You this feel a little really, bit. I'm, I'm actually a reformed pimple popper. 
You're reformed now. I don't like them anymore. Oh. I don't know what happened to me. I used to love watching them and I used to like it. Now I just, I'm grossed out by it. You've grown up. Mm, I'm reformed. Buy it. And every time I always think what nurses must deal with. Yeah. Because you never, ever have been to a d- the doctors or the nurse and you, even when they're dealing with the kids and one of them's throwing up, they never go, Ugh. No. But I feel like doing that. Mm. And like, you don't want to be that person that makes a nurse do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this must I just be think they do, do so remarkable. They must have a very tough stomach. And yeah. my friends who are nurses in the operating room, mm-hmm. I always go, how do you eat after? Mm. And they, they describe during. well, they describe some of the smells, and I was like, "Does that put you off?" And they're like, "No, it's fine." Mm. Well, I think emergency nurses are probably what we're after here. Oh, any they, nurses? They mm. see like you know if they're working the night shift yeah. and something comes in, they're excited by it. Mm. I think there is just some people who it's it's like um. Cathartic? Oh, yeah, I don't know. They they're ex- they get excited. One nurse was excited about removing a whole macadamia nut from my son's nose. Because he was only two and she really couldn't get over how it got up there and it was a whole macadamia nut because she didn't know what it was. So when she was doing it, you know, she's like, I can see it, I can see it. What is it? Is it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you know what it was? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I wasn't there. You still got it, don't you? <laughs> we did have yeah, it. She put it in a jar. jar for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So 13, 10, 60, uh, we want to hear from, from nurses and, and I guess doctors yeah. this morning. Yeah. What are those? What have you seen that we... Make us go, oh. And you can remain anonymous as well. Mm. Yeah, all right. There might be a code of nurses. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Sarah Rundale. What are, what's, your, what's something that you've seen? Uh, I was working in emergency at the time and I had a little girl come in saying she was complaining of some ear pain. Uh-huh. And when I had a look in there, there was a cockroach. So I used a suction catheter to suck it out. Oh. Was it alive or dead? It was dead by the time I'd finished with it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is like- there anything that makes you go, like, weak at the knees, Sarah, or you've just seen it all? Nah, I've got iron guts. There's nothing that can make me feel sick. <laughs> but did, did you have that when you started or have you acquired that over time? Oh, uh, I think I've always had iron guts, mm. but it's definitely... Yeah, there's not a real lot that makes me cringe. All right, there's a mission for Brisbane. Make Sarah the nurse cringe. (laughs) I guess you wouldn't go into it if you had. No, that's true. Thirteen ten sixty is our number. Jodie in Hamilton, you're a nurse. What have you seen? Yeah, I'm an intensive care nurse, guys, and um, I've recently actually had this guy come in for regular dressings and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And one day I put Corhex on him, and um, all the maggots crawled out. (gasps) Oh, that one got abs. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That's not bad for the wound, though, is it? Because it takes away the gangrene. It's, it's yes and no. So maggots can be good in some instances, but um, maggots can also eat through all the way to the bone. Yeah, right. In not a good way. So yeah. in wow. his instance, it did eat all the way through and he had to go to surgery and have it fully debrided. And- oh. Was he embarrassed? Um, No, you don't really. You just kind of brush it off and wrap it up and say, we need to get this reviewed and, you know, move on. See, yeah. Yeah, because you've got to keep a poker face, don't you? You can't be like, no. You couldn't do yeah, my reaction. <laughs> yeah. Nurse Abby, have a look at this. You've got to rein it in real quick, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. Wow. Yeah, sorry. I... <laughs> oh, a vet nurse has called through. Hi, Tanya. Hello. Hi, Tanya. Hello, I think vet nursing is way worse than human nursing. Some okay. of the things that we see are horrible. Like what? 
Well, we've done quite a few obstruction surgeries with G-strings in the intestine, used sanitary items, all sorts of things, because obviously the animals can't tell you when they're unwell, Mm. so by the time we see them, they're pretty bad. So you've got to really have a cast iron gut to deal with what we've got to deal with. Can you always sort of guess what it is when you see the x-ray and you guys go, oh yeah, I've seen that before, or is it still a shock when you have to actually open up operation and then go, oh, okay, that's what it was. It's like some sort of sick kinder surprise. Sometimes we can, you know, tennis balls, things like that, Um, but a lot of times it's like, oh, look, surprise, it's a G-string. Mm-hmm. They uh, they even made it, there was a show about it on MTV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. It's yep. Called, it's I, I can't believe my dog ate that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They do that show for everything. They MTV. do that on MTV. What, what's this show about? Uh, teenage mums. What are we going to call it? Teenage <laughs> mums. <laughs> works. Thanks, everyone, for calling. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yes, but 100% uh, money back guarantee right now. If you call up and say, Stav, I need a new Netflix show, he'll ask a few questions and he'll tell you what you love. Mm-hmm. Danielle in Narangba. <laughs> so this is based on people's personalities. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Used to do it at the video store. It's like, what do you like? What do you do? Yeah, I just realised the stuff that you've recommended for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Oh. Like, well, sex education in Ozark, it's generally, like, people killing each other or sex. You don't know you so well. (laughs) 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 All right, Danielle, um, tell Stab about yourself and he'll um, recommend a TV show for you. Good morning, guys. I've got a bit of a challenge for you, Stab, because I feel like I have watched nearly all of Netflix. I've got a chronic illness and I'm home all the time. Mm -hmm, mm So I did like the recommendations you've given Abby, but Mm -hmm. I've seen them all. Right. Um, I've watched everything from Afterlife to Shameless all the way to Love on the Spectrum. So I've got a pretty broad taste. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I'm in my early 30s and... Yeah, anything else? Okay. Uh, have you seen you? Yes, done, tick. Did you like Sorry. it? I did in a creepy way. I felt like I had to persist with it. Right, yes. so I'm on the right path. Have you seen every single you thing? Are. Though, <laughs> okay. All right. This is going to be hard to find one that you haven't seen. Maybe go to Stan yeah, that's your or talent. something. Mm. Have, yeah. I've, I've been hearing good things and then crazy things about the time traveler's wife. You could give that a go. Okay, you know what? I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. You've got me there. there okay, you go. report and back on Monday. Report back. Uh, do me a favour, Danielle. If you do report back, watch at least two episodes because something <laughs> happens in episode two that is pretty epic and everyone is talking about. Have you guys heard about that? Yes, no, I have. You I have. And as if you wouldn't. As if, if you, you wouldn't. Had the chance. As if you wouldn't. <laughs> Why do they do? Go dr- watch it. It's a dream come true. Can you tell me off air quickly? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell her now. Not on air. Not no, on hang air. on. We'll put the show, hang on. We're going to put the show on hold and, oh, okay, and okay. then we'll tell Abby. All right. All uh, right. Stand by, everyone. Sorry, guys. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. Danielle, that, Danielle, don't watch that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's as if that's your show. favorite thing you'd go and do. Jake. It's, it's got the chick from Game of Thrones in it. Okay, you Jake. know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, I like her. Yeah, there you go. Tell Stab about yourself, Jake. How you going, guys? Um, uh, 18 years old, mm-hmm. and I like cars, motorbikes. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a challenge stuff. for Stab. Mm-hmm. What's your um, What's your favourite movie? Um, probably American Pie, I reckon. Okay. American Pie. All right, have you... you got Netflix, obviously? 
Yeah, I got Netflix, but it always takes me about an hour to find the show. Man, I hear you, brother. Uh, have you heard of a thing called um, Wet Hot American Summer? Netflix, yeah, right, eh? Yeah. yeah. All right. We're hearing ourselves back. We are. All Wet right. Hot American Summer. It has got everyone in it. Paul Rudd, um, that guy, the big tall guy, Bradley Cooper, uh, everyone. And it's hilarious. I hadn't heard about it, stumbled upon it. It's brilliant. Watch <laughs> you it. You sound like a Netflix doctor. <laughs> I'm going to prescribe you to watch. Yes. Take two of those, Jake, <laughs> and call me on Monday. All right. Last one. Samantha, okay. tell Steph about yourself and he'll tell you what to watch. Hello. Hello. So I need something to watch now that Neighbours is going to be finishing. Oh. Ah, say no more. I have the perfect show for you. Um, have okay. you heard of a little show called A Million Little Things? No. Well, you'll love it. I've never heard of it. Mm. American. Okay, I'm trusting you. American show. Very soapy, very family, relationship, dramery, yada, yada, but very good. If you like Neighbours, I can guarantee you'll love A Million Little Things. Okay, thank you. I will report back. Okay, yes, yeah, everyone needs to do. report back. I think I've found a fallback. I wonder it's if you can make money. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, because they normally pop up with suggestions on Netflix. But I can do that yeah, for you. you. Can, I'm yeah. an algorithm. Knock, knock, Stavian. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> hey, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Have a fantastic uh, day, evening, whatever it is that you're listening it's to. Right now. Yeah, yep, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Brisbane wakes up with Stav, Abby and Matt on B105.